a diverse workforce, an equitable path to career success, an inclusive workplace. Who doesn't want DE&I? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Security Management Highlights podcast from ASIS International. Every month we focus on the trends and topics the world needs to know about your world of keeping information and people safe and secure. I'm your host, Brendan Howard, and in today's special bonus episode, we're talking about the latest report from the ASIS Foundation titled, Empowering Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion in Corporate Security. That's a mouthful, but Rachel Briggs will help. Rachel is a leading expert on security and founder and CEO of The Clarity Factory, which helped gather data for the report about corporate security and surveyed corporate security officers for their experiences, troubles, and advice. It's one way the ASIS Foundation is helping steer a path forward to what Rachel calls a better team in corporate security, with more perspectives to bring to bear on an ever-changing world. Need to mention, this episode is brought to you by the ASIS Foundation. The ASIS Foundation helps security professionals achieve their career goals with certification scholarships, practical research like this, member hardship grants, and more. You can download a copy of this report at asisfoundation.org. Okay, so let's start with the obvious. Everybody knows corporate security has been stereotypically very male and stereotypically former soldiers, agents, and police officers. But the ASIS Foundation wants to sell you on how that could change. So Rachel, what does a new report tell us? Our industry is, in some ways, we didn't need a research project to, to help us see <laughs> that our, our industry is perhaps not as diverse as, as it could be or it should be. Um, but I was pleased to have the chance to do this because um, it's really important that we understand why. And it's really important that we then have some um, practical guidance about how we can all do better um, so that we can help to improve things. Um, I guess the, the sort of the overarching sort of phrase that I kept coming back to in all of this was thinking about the diversity dividend. That There are so many reasons why we need to think about diversity it's it's important because we need to make sure that you know all of the well-qualified people get a, a fair shot at jobs it's really important to make sure that we all no matter who we are what gender we are what sexual orientation we are whether we're able-bodied or disabled or are fairly appraised each year and have equal shot at at being promoted and, and paid fairly and so on and so forth. But, you know, one of the, the things I think came out loud and clear from the research that I did was that this isn't just the right thing to do. This is the smart thing to do. You know, the, the science is in. The sci- You know, the scientists have done their job and the evidence is in. You know, uh, if you have a larger number of female managers, for instance, you're more likely to have disruptive innovation within uh, an organization, the better gender and right, racial diversity that you have, the higher productivity you have, the higher return on equity you have. The, the science is so overwhelming now that this is not just the right thing to do. This is the smart thing to do. And um, I'm just so pleased that that right now we're all, I think, in our industry kind of standing back and saying, all right, what's the problem and what can we do about it? And I hope that this report will be uh, a really big step forward for everybody who's asking themselves those questions. So one of the two obvious statistics that jumped out at me when you when you looked at it was 94% of either the polled or the industry are male. 
And 70% of folks identifying as within the security profession come from former government. So that's former soldiers, federal agents, police officers. And that's just been, I mean, that's just typical for decades and decades and decades inside the industry. What are the benefits for people outside security? Are there clear benefits to security inside an organization or in the general populace beyond not just helping people to get into the profession for the good of them and for the good of the profession, but is there a benefit for everybody in making sure these things are more diverse, more equal, and that these environments inside the security profession are more inclusive? Does it have an impact on the work outside? It does. It absolutely does. I would go so far as to say more diverse security teams equals more secure organizations because we know that diversity is correlated with productivity, with efficiency, with innovation. And, you know, let's step back and think about what the world looks like today. You know, we've got the world is on fire. We have got geopolitics on steroids. We've got countries invading other countries. We've got security departments now dealing with extreme weather conditions as a result of um, our changing climate. We have got social media, which is spinning small problems into huge organizational crises overnight. If now isn't a time that we need innovation in how we do security, I I don't know when we have needed it more than we have needed it today. And so getting diverse is about getting equipped to deal with those challenges. It's about making sure that we're fielding the right team. And, you know, one of the things that I've heard so many times over the last 20 odd years that I've been in this industry is, um, and I, I get this and I understand it, is, is folks who would say, this is all very well, but I need the right person for the job, right? Sure. And of course you need the right person for the job, but you also need the right team for the job. You know, if if every, you know, we've just had the World Cup, if, you know, every team was full of Ronaldo's, they'd actually be terrible. Yeah, he may be the best striker in in the world, but we actually need a team of all of the talents, all of the, you know, different things. You know, what we know about really homogenous teams is that they tend to have blind spots because they're full of people who think the same and see the world in the same ways and so don't spot every different problem. We also know that um, it's really important for uh, corporate security departments, which is the group I was looking at, that they're able to serve all employees across the organization. And and you need a diverse team to understand what are the needs of the whole organization. And, you know, very um, compellingly, you know, we look at the data from this new generation who are joining the workforce, you know, Gen Z most recently, but, but also others as well. And poll after poll shows us, you know, when you say to them, what's important for you when you're looking at which organization you're going to join, they say diversity as often as they say salary. You know, this is a a new cohort entering the workforce who have a totally different set of values. And we know that organizations are competing for the best talent. And and so for for all of these reasons and many more, it's, it's so important that we have the we field the absolute best team in our security departments because the world's on fire and this has never been more important. And the rest of the organization is looking to the security department for the right look and feel and and quality of of leadership. And and that rests on, on more diversity. So I know the report will go into much more depth in what are kind of three directions you identify. So kind of diversity in hiring, equity in making sure people can rise through the ranks and come in 
equitably, and then making sure it's almost like this team environment. This is an inclusive work environment so that we could have a multiplicity of perspectives, a multiplicity of backgrounds, a multiplicity of identities all in one group working together. Is there a particular thing inside diversity and then in equity and then in inclusion? If somebody is sold that I want to improve the DE&I here in my organization, is there a particular thing you could say, start here in diversity, start here in equity, start here in inclusion that came out of the report? Yeah, absolutely. The first thing that I would mention is data. Um, okay. We don't have enough data on this and I, we've done our best to, to collect some, but there's much more that we can do. Um, just having, you know, across diversity, equity and inclusion, just understanding as a baseline, how many, um, how are we doing and and how's everyone feeling about this is really important, you know, because that firstly tells you, well, well where are we? And secondly, it allows you to, to figure out whether you're actually making progress. And thirdly, helps you to understand which interventions are actually delivering and which are kind of a waste of time or, or perhaps even counterproductive. So across all three bases, I would say it's really important to collect data on, on, on your diversity, your equity and inclusion measures. Okay. In the area of diversity, it's really important that chief security officers who are leading their corporate security departments have really look to gain at how they recruit and where they recruit. There's an awful lot of activity that we came across of CSOs, chief security officers, looking again at their job descriptions. You know, you mentioned that 70% of folks in this industry come from a, a very, very narrow background. Right. And every chief security officer I spoke to, without exception, said, yeah, that's not an essential background for this role. But they are going back to those job specs and kind of realizing, actually, I've written it in a way that makes sense to me as a former soldier or a former law enforcement officer. And I can now see how that language and how those specifications are just fueling that 70% statistic. So um, I think the first thing on diversity is to look at those job specs make sure that you're not kind of excluding people from the get-go and also think about the places that you're sort of advertising for those roles so that you're, you know, you're actually opening yourself up to a potentially wider range of um, candidates. So that's what I would say about diversity. On the equity okay. side of things, um, this is where I think data really comes into its own. We interviewed around 15, 20 chief security officers and a number of them talked about the ways in which they are using data to really question and challenge decisions on promotions and pay reviews. So I'll give you a really practical example of that. One chief security officer who was just going through that process with his team said, you know, I, I had I had a particular manager come to me and, you know, I think it was 70 or 75% of the people he was proposing be promoted were men and and we sort of said, well, well, hold on a minute. Why are the women on your team not, you know, not not in as many numbers being promoted? And we went. He said, you know, we went back to the scoring, and he said, but we could see that there were men and women who had exactly the same scores, and the men were being promoted and the women weren't. So we challenged, and we we kind of held that person accountable, and you know, the, the statistic changed. You know, there were there were more women being put forward. So I think looking at those processes and really interrogating them and as one chief security officer said to me, he kept using this phrase. He said, I keep saying to my team, go again. If it's not good enough, you go again and you keep going again until you get it right. So I think data really comes into its own on the equity um, 
piece. And on the inclusion piece, you know, I would just point to one thing, actually, which there's many things to say there. But a number of chief security officers talked about the value of working in partnership with their employee resource groups who are groups within the corporation just generally who are gathering together um, whether it's around a particular ethnic identity or whether it's a female uh, employee resource, it's a group of employees who come together because they have something in common. And actually, I would really encourage chief security officers to see their employee resource groups as partners in this, partners in helping them to understand what inclusivity looks like in practice, partners in holding them account, and then you know, partners in working with them to actually change things in in practice. So I think those are there's so much more to say, but I would just point to to those those things as being, you know, somewhere to start in each of these areas. And sort of tacking on one of the numbers you said were positive that came out of the surveys, you had about eighty percent of people who were in their positions in the security profession said they felt they belonged at that organization in this position among this team. But then those numbers fell for people who would self-identify as minorities in corporate security, which makes me think there's definitely work to be done inside that inclusive work environment. My last question uh, just has to do with with so overwhelmingly monolithic a perspective. So, so many people who come from work in government and then so many men Oftentimes, teams feel like they're sort of, they run without having to think about how is this person taking something? Are we doing right by this group? Uh, Do we have a wide enough perspective? You get enough people who kind of agree together on a team, and I feel like one argument, ah, it's just easier. We're all alike, so it's easier. So I don't want you to have to like argue for what you very eloquently did, which is, hey, it's like a soccer team of different people with very different skills that come together to make an amazing team team. But some amazing teams feel like maybe they feel like, yes, we're a team of nothing but Ronaldo's and it works perfectly for us. We're all good at this one thing and we're making money and the bosses like us and everything's great. Is there anything to say you'd want those people to think about if they have any sort of well-meaning resistance? Like, well, I don't think we need this. What do you want them to think about that came out of that report? I want them to think, I guess, about how complicated the job of corporate security is these days not just how complicated the outside world is and the threats that are being thrown at us from every conceivable direction, but also the way in which corporate work environments are changing. And what that requires is a multifaceted and nuanced approach to security. Well, that's that sounds fantastic, but what does that actually mean in practice? It means making sure that you've got every single eye and every single ear to the ground, um, that you can see around every corner you know, the job of corporate security is so often kind of hearing the things that are there but are unsaid, being able to interpret the things that are are not literal right now but but may come up and be problems in the future. And and this it requires, you know, a sort of a it's like looking through a kaleidoscope, you know, you, you there's so much going on. And if we don't have the teams of the many talents, we just we just won't see a lot of the problems coming and, and we'll be blindsided by them. So, and that's not to say that this stuff isn't hard. Right. And the report acknowledges that, you know, people are battling with it and they're worried about saying the wrong thing and they're worried about getting, you know, stepping on the, the wrong toes. And it's really hard stuff. And even the chief security officers who I spoke to who 
you know, were really felt like they were on top of their diversity game, said to me, they said, you know, this is a challenge every day. Of course, you know, diverse teams are kind of harder to manage than um, homogenous teams because, you know, people sort of rustle up against one another sometimes and pull in different directions. But such is the, the challenge of any leader within any organization these days. And it's in those interesting kind of areas of friction and, and the sort of the what happens between the silos that I think is going to be um, what really pays dividends for corporate security going forward. And I can't stress enough how I think this is the most difficult period in, in any period I can remember to, to be in, in corporate security. And so fielding a team of people who can see around every single corner has never been more important. That's it for this special bonus episode of Security Management Highlights. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please visit asisfoundation.org to download a copy of the executive summary and full report, which includes not just current data about the state of things, but tips from corporate security officers themselves on how to carry diversity, equity, and inclusion forward in your workplace. This research, as always, is made possible by your generous donations to the ASIS Foundation. Please consider giving today via PayPal or online at asisfoundation.org to support future Foundation research. Thank you, and hey, be safe out there.